Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Redemption! 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 You weren't kidding about playing that song. You weren't, you weren't kidding about that. LSU! LSU! Say it when you do P I G E R S Tigers Natty. I will say, I think last night, I I really appreciated that I could I was a part of that show. I I, I really appreciated being a part of that. That might have been the happiest I have ever seen you, considering how much we yell at each other on this show. Okay, here's the truth. Can I tell you the truth? Yeah. Outside of three days in my life, mm-hmm. outside of my two, both of my kids being born and the day that I married my wife, there are four other days in my life that mean the most to me. Mm-hmm. The one happened in 2004 when LSU won a natty. Mm-hmm. They did it in 2007. The worst day of my life happened in 2011 when LSU lost to Alabama, and then in the last four months, in the last four months, LSU has won back-to-back natties and what probably is the pinnacle of college baseball in LSU has won another. So uh, it's been a hell of a ride, to be honest. Look, in all seriousness, Joe, I, I told you this. This will be yeah. my 14th and 15th show in 14, in 14 days, right? Yes. So – to be real with you, it's been a lot. It's been a hell of a two weeks. Like I am exhausted, but football now it's football season. Now daddy's back. Okay. We hadn't been able to do shows. Daddy's back. So well, that was the one thing that I was going to say is that you guys are on a, a very scary run right now of, of national championships of really good sports programs. The clock is ticking for old Brian Kelly. That's going to be the whole storyline. The whole offseason is, is, well, is he's the next look, guy. Look, let's it. let's call it what it is. Yeah. Internally, does he have really any pressure? No. Okay. Like if he doesn't win a natty, he's not getting fired. Okay. Yeah. However, I am a superstitious human being. I, the LSU fan base also seems to be very superstitious. More it's a than very, most look, others. Cajun Creole. I mean, you got two coaches, Joe, that in year two is one a natty. I, two, I mean, two, two. <laughs> and they lost on Saturday. My Jesus. But we'll see. But look, we're not here to talk about LSU yet, but it was a great run. Thank you for your assistance uh, last night. Of course. We're here to – so, Joe, for me – Mm-hmm. Other than when we talk, we're going to talk obviously LSU baseball uh, on our next or my next show. But uh, it's football season now, baby. Welcome back. Doesn't it feel good to be back? What, yeah, it feels. I mean, I've been in locked in in football mode 
all 365 days of the year, Blake. The, the grind is in stop. For, I'm, locked <laughs> in. I'm not locked in. But, but we're, we're like getting to that point where I think we're 60 or so days or somewhere in that stretch of yeah. until we get to week zero. Dude, we're, it, we are going to blow through July and then we're just going to be in crunch time of final weeks before the season starts. Yeah, so because most camps, headlines, everything. Well, as you see, media days, Big Ten media days, Big 12 media yeah. days are in a couple of weeks. We'll yep. talk on the Big 12 here tonight as well. Uh, and But, I, I mean, Joe, it's going to be here before you know it. I mean, look, it's it's starting to get to nitty-gritty time. I mean, it's hot outside. It's hotter than a witch's titty. Okay, so, I, I mean, you never heard that before? Well, you're not uh, really from the South. No. It's, I it's mean, I've heard, than, it's I've heard than camera rats. titties. It's hotter than two rats titties. having sex in a wool sock. You've never heard that? No, I've not heard that one either. Tell me you hadn't grown up in the South without telling me you didn't grow up in the South. Could, couldn't have grown up in a, a place further from the South. I grew up in New Jersey. Jersey, Or yeah. Rhode Island went even further north. Yeah, no. There's two close. guys that I talk to. I don't know their names. They do a podcast, and they're from New Jersey. It's like they – it's the guys on YouTube that do, like, the the blind recommended order. Like, which foods are better? Bl rate this blindly. And they're like – Philly cheesesteak. I'm going to put it at four. I'll have to send it to you. But those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me that. Send me that. Anyway, uh, I would be remiss. And I, I know I see Roderick just posted this, but we talked about this uh, off yeah. air. Yeah. Uh, Recent man, some crazy news coming out of the break or coming into the show here. Uh, Ryan Mallett, former Arkansas quarterback, uh, passing away in a drowning accident. At least that's what's being reported. Mm -hmm. um, man. First, Peyton Hillis almost losing his life and saving his niece and his son. Then Ryan Mallett. I, you know, we I don't I want to remember him. I don't want to talk about somebody's death. Yeah. What's the first thing you remember about Ryan Mallett? Yeah, I I wasn't. I mean, I'm not, everybody knows him on the younger side, so I don't really remember a ton about his college career. Obviously, I was aware and had watched games that he had played in, but most of my memories are just the way that he handled himself as a New England Patriot, he really felt like the true embodiment of being a New England Patriot. And I think that it was very fitting. Right. I didn't even know that he got into to coaching, but it was very fitting that he ended up being a, a high school head coach. And I almost wonder if, you know, if this hadn't happened, what is his career and his trajectory would have been as a coach, because he felt like he had the perfect personality, demeanor and, and background from, from all that. Well, look, there was, uh, I don't want to say my golden years of watching football, uh, but it definitely was my golden years of watching football. You know, mm -hmm. I still think I got a lot of football golden years left in me. Uh, but the dude had a bazooka, man. I mean, look, yeah. I remember the, the epic battles that he had with LSU, and that dude could just rip it. He could grip it and rip it. Big, I remember, big, strong runner, too. Well, and he wasn't overly athletic, but he, could just, he was just physical. You know, I remember yeah. – uh, you know, uh, I remember getting, I think it was Phil Steele's magazine. Do you remember Phil? You know who I'm talking about with Phil Steele? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them talking about a, a, a transfer from Michigan, and I, I'm reading it. And my dad, who doesn't watch a lot of football, saying, if he's not Tom Brady, he ain't shit. And then next year, LSU <laughs> lost, I believe, to him. Uh, and I was like, well, he's, he's pretty good. But nevertheless, yeah, man, I mean, it's just ultimate sad news. And it just kind of goes to show you that, I mean, Joe, he was 35 years old. I mean, life is so precious. Like, man, that's me in two years. You know, like I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't even fathom the idea of that happening, much less just, man, 
it, it's it's sad. I hope that there's no foul play involved and right, right. you know, uh, him and his family. So yeah, prayers to his family for sure. No doubt. All right, so we do got a big show in store for you. So we talked about that we're going to mention the Big Twelve, also M- Michigan, Michigan. What are they doing? Corny, corny coaching gimmicks that we've got going on for Michigan, and I mean, we're going to talk about it in a second. But that that had to be one of the the, the goofiest headlines that we saw during the offseason so far. It's definitely one of the more goofy ones. Like, yeah, I, I, I saw that today. I was like, okay. I didn't go – I didn't actually really actually fall asleep until 2.30 this morning after the national championship. I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm, I'm reading this. Like, I, okay, there's just no way. <laughs> and then I refresh the page, and there it is again. I'm like, what, what is Harbaugh doing? So we'll let you all know uh, what happened there. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, off the top of the break. Also, we'll, we'll do a little Auburn deep dive. Um, our buddy, I guess you could say, uh, Jason Campbell joined me about, mm. oh, I'm in a purple haze right now. I don't remember what day it was. I think it was last, last Tuesday. Okay. So last Tuesday we got to talk to Auburn with him. And then today we're going to do an Auburn deep dive. Listen, I think that they have some talent. Okay. I thought they got some good pieces out of the portal and the offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, et cetera. I don't think I, I I'm not I'm I'm not high on Auburn as most people are, but I am high on Hugh Freeze as an offensive play caller, which I do think that buys them a win or two that they're more than likely not supposed to win. I think that they're again. I've said this so many times. Their schedule is the most brutal schedule in the country. In a month, they'll play Alabama and Georgia, so that's not even fair right. to probably anybody. So right. uh, we'll talk on that, and we'll uh, we'll we'll break them down as well. Anything else that, that I missed that we'll cover here? Uh, we're, we're also going to do a little bit of a Big 12 preview. Not the sexiest of conferences, but we're going to be talking about uh, expectations for the top teams because can I, pretty top-heavy conference. Can I interrupt you? Can I interrupt yes. you? Yeah. If I got, Listen, well, first off, I'm going to go off a little on Texas tonight, okay? okay. Sarkeesian better watch himself. So, deep sources. I'm not, I'm not playing around. Sark better watch his mouth, okay? He's Why? Out What's the, he saying? He's out on the recruiting trail doing some pretty shitty things, like negatively recruiting against multiple schools. And I'm just going to tell you. That always you, bites you in the ass. That it always, always bites, bites you, in the, you in the ass. If, yeah. you, if you start negatively recruiting teams and, and states, be careful what you wish for. But we'll talk on the Big 12. What a mm-hmm. rude boo. I mean, there's so many there's so many stories that I've heard on Steve Sarkeesian. One of these days, I'm going to let one rip. You know one of them. I think I've told you one of them that can't be so. repeating. Uh, but he better be. He better chill. All right. So let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends though over at BetOnline.ag. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. You're watching us on Fubo TV. Also welcome. Follow us on all of our socials. Um, if you, if you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe, hit the like and share over a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and notification bells. We'll be now that it's football season. Officially, we will be producing a crap load of content. I'm assuming over the next couple months and especially during the football season, but let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to talk about. We do that next. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. But Texas isn't. Uh, All right. (laughs) That, we probably should have done the Big 12. I forgot that we actually had that because, I, like I told you, I'm in a purple haze. But, Joe, well, we what, only have two more conferences to do, so we just have to kind of get ACC them. ACC and – Oh, the, no, we got three more. We After this one, we've got two more. We've got ACC, we've got Pac-12, and then we're just full team previews until we're in that final month. Right. Um, I'm really looking forward to the ACC. I got to be real with you. Really? Yeah, because I do think that they had two teams that potentially could make the playoff. I I just feel like there's more competition, way, way, way more competition in the Pac-12. There is going to be a, a well, then two, nice then, fight for that top spot. Them too, but here's my thing with the, the Pac-12. Uh-huh. How many years in a row are they going to cannibalize themselves and get into the playoff before I think that they're serious, right? So That's true. That's like, true. I mean, and, and here's another thing. Joe, we just talked about USC in our, our, our in, I think, what, Saturday in our last deep dive, okay? Are they serious? Like, uh, do you trust that back seven? Or no, do I don't. Do you trust that back five? Because I, I don't. It, it's going to be interesting to see, but we'll, we'll obviously let's not mm-hmm. get ahead of ourselves and stay on topic. But today – Speaking about milk and cookies, okay, Harbaugh's doing something really weird. Do you want to let our viewers know what Harbaugh is doing? Because I don't even really understand what he's attempting to do. So, Jim Harbaugh, for anyone who hasn't played the sport of football or maybe hasn't played college football, it is a sport filled with corny gimmicks on a week-to-week basis. Head coaches do, do the corniest things to get – the attention of their players to get them focused, to get them locked in. And so what he is doing is he has been uh, naming various practice periods. I'm trying to pull up the exact tweet that I sent to you, but he's been naming the practice periods. Beat beat Georgia, beat Ohio state and beat Georgia is what he's been doing. And the funniest part about this is those are the two teams. The team that they lost to was TCU. That's the team that they maybe should be. I'm not saying that they should be worried about them, but why are we setting our sights on? I get Ohio State, but why are you setting your sights there on on Georgia when you can't even well, get past I, your first playoff game? I kind of get it. This is the only thing that I get. Okay, the only thing that I get is the likelihood, the real, real likelihood that they play TCU again is not that high. Yeah, it's not going to happen, and I think. I think here's what I think happened, okay? I think that they're the reigning reigning defending national champs. And so, Joe, I'll just be real with you. Every team that I've ever played for, 
Okay. Like everyone, whether it be in uh -huh. Southeastern, Frank, wherever. I always had, at least this was my mentality. I always knew that they were out. Like, let me give an example. There was, an, uh, uh, you know, Stephen F. Austin, when I was a freshman, okay, they, we were up to, uh, on them. I want to say, I think it was 42 to 14, okay? They came back to beat us. Long story short, I put a picture of their defensive lineman in my locker, every one of them. Okay, so every day that I lifted, because of all the shit that we went through that okay. day, okay? It's a little corny. It, call it what it is, but you know what happened the next time? Yeah. Daddy took it to that ass, okay? So I do think that there's a mental thing about that. Now, is it corny? Yes. Okay, yes. But if it works, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You, you were when this is this is the God's honest truth. You know what I thought about when when I read that mm -hmm. Harbaugh did that. I thought of the about uh, what was it Rocky Four when he had the picture in the mirror of Drago. Like yes. that's the mentality of like what I think that he's trying to do. Like I I get it. You're trying to motivate your team. Like our example of this when I was at Rhode Island, uh, my freshman year team was terrible. We lost eighty something to like six to James <laughs> Madison. Oh, dude, dude, we got pushed in. So I mean, J James Madison is a really good G five oh, program. All right, already eighty. They hung 80 on us. It was so bad at the oh beginning of the fourth God. quarter. They were taking knees at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It was that Stop. bad. Yeah. Oh, we got our ass kicked. But oh if I remember God. correctly, if I remember correctly, the following season, that was also, by the way, my second ever start uh, my freshman year. But the following season during practice, we put that score up on the scoreboard uh, at practice and we still lost to them. I just think that like this, it doesn't mean anything. Like doing these stupid, stupid gimmicks are just like just practice. Get your guys focused. I get having like the acronyms and stuff, and and getting your guys ready in the weight room, and and keeping everybody in line. And I understand maybe the beat Ohio State thing, but like just get when you do these stupid gimmick things, and you're and things don't go well during the season, which I'm not saying is going to happen for Michigan. It is very easy to lose a locker room when you're doing these gimmicks. It's very easy to. Well, okay, let me just say this. So I read, uh, what do you call it when someone writes a book about you? Was it an autobiography or a biography? Uh, bio biography, autobiography is if you read it about yourself. Okay, so I read a biography one time. And let me, look, one thing that people don't know about me is, dude, I read. Now, I don't know all the words, but I try really hard to read a book like at least a month, okay? Mm. But most of them are like audiobooks, but I read this biography about two years ago, and it kind of flipped a switch with me mentally. There was a guy that was in the Coast Guard, okay, from 1950, I think maybe 1950 to 1954, okay? He talked about how he, this person, okay, and it, it will make sense in a minute, but this person would fantasize his home's golf course every day. Every day. He would fantasize and teeing off on one, getting to the rough on the on, on five, going down the back nine, getting to the whole, the, you know, going over the pond on 17. Mm -hmm. Well, he comes back from the Coast Guard, okay, and he goes and plays his home course. 
he shoots a 15 under par. The guy's name was Arnold Palmer. And Arnold Palmer was asked about, like, hey, man, how did you become such a good golfer? Like, and he would talk about him fantasizing and flipping a mental switch that once – because he was he wanted to be a golfer his whole life, right? Mm. But him mentally flipping a switch to, like, this is what I do here. This is what I do here. This is what I do here. And thinking about every single process that it changed for him. I get what you're saying in reference to it being corny. But if you look at it at the surface level, okay, yes, it will be corny. If you look at it from a business CEO, like this is what I, this is how I envision Harbaugh. Hey guys, you've been to the playoffs twice. There's a really good chance you're going to make what he's. This is what he's really trying to say. You've been to the playoffs the last two years. There's a really good chance you're going to take it a third time. Well, the best team in the SEC right now, put Alabama or Georgia's face on it. We don't care whose face is on that. Go take it to them every day. And those kinds of things, for me, for me, I don't mind them. I think it's the person who it's who is delivering the message, okay, where it, it comes off wrong. I don't mind it though, Joe. I, I gotta be okay. I gotta be real with you. That, I mean, that's fair. And I mean, let's be honest with ourselves right now. You're an offensive lineman. You're going to buy into things like that. I was a long snapper. I showed up to practice and I was like, when practice over. Like you're, I'm not showing up to practice pissed off, ready to hit people. I'm not showing up to practice. Yeah, because you don't hit anybody in practice ever. That's not true. I hit some people. Joe, on a scale of one to 10, how many people in a week do you you hit in practice? I mean, during punt period, there's a lot of contact. How many? uh, How much? Every single rep, there's five. There, Joe, I, I, now I only my, get five. No. I only get five reps. Of Joe, five, I put but, my uh, hand in three different places, and you're going to sit here and tell me that's my wait, wait, wait. That's my point, though, is that like I'm not showing up to practice looking to get motivated. It's like I got to get the like I got class after this. I got to get through my. I got to get through punt period. You know what do I need to do to get through? Punt period? I got to get through punt period. That's it. That that was all my motivation was. Okay. Well, I would go. We would go through individual drills. Sled yeah. drills, board drills. I used, used to, to watch go, the offensive line do that. Okay, well, then you got to go run. Okay, run uh, run scheme. Usually yeah. it's the front five tight end and the front seven of the defense. Then you go team period. And then maybe, during, especially during the summer, you would scrimmage. And back then when men were men, you would go two-a-days. Joe, I remember yeah. two-a-days. Okay, yeah. like oh, – Morning. I had a hell night. of a t- I had a hell of a time watching you guys. I, it was yeah, a, I, that's it, my it was point. Very entertaining, exactly. Mentally, mentally, yeah, mentally. What people don't get, okay, we're spending way too much time on this than I thought that we would. Yeah, but I yeah, do yeah. think that this is. I do think this is an interesting conversation, though. Okay. I think mentally, you got to learn how to flip that switch. Okay. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. I and that's what I'm saying. I understand. Okay. It makes sense. All right, you want to get into Auburn? Yeah, you know who I don't think is going to flip the switch? Auburn. Auburn. Joe, they're a really interesting team. Like, when I when I look at Auburn, I, I, I find them very, very intriguing. They got pieces. They got some dudes. They have frontline NFL dudes right now, in my opinion. I think they got some offensive linemen. Auburn's always got some D linemen. 
I think that they got a competent quarterback, not a great one, not a good one, a competent quarterback, and Peyton Thorne. What does Robbie Ashford come into? I don't mind Hugh Freeze. I think Hugh Freeze is an offensive wizard. I think that man could play Dr. Strange in a movie if he's calling offensive plays. He's such a wizard. I don't think they have enough. I, I, I look around the SEC right now, and, Joe, I don't know if the – they did get some weapons on the outside, but how is that going to tr- – like, they're bra- – I understand that, like, you had USC last year and LSU mm-hmm. breaking a lot of pieces, but those teams had, like, a lot of dudes, right? Like, they ha- already had a lot of built-in dudes. I just don't know if Auburn has enough to get over any kind of hump that they think that they can get over. So here's the thing for me with Auburn. When you say that they don't have enough – enough for what enough to go 500 enough to compete for the, the to win the sec I, I like what that, is the middle i think, that, I think that the 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 that's a great question i should have prefaced that because like the expectation that we have is i think a lot lower or pretty no I, and i think there. it's a lot higher i think that auburn's i think auburn's perception is is that their ceiling's nine and three and I That's just not don't, happening. well, don't say it's not, don't say it's not because listen, okay. Auburn is a Auburn is look, I told you I'm superstitious. Last three coaches in year one at Auburn don't suck. They don't suck. You know what actually has happened? Everybody and their mama has written them off and you know what they did? Both of them. Malzahn and Chiswick, they went to a national title. So there are there. I don't think that this team is. Don't get it twisted. No, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, okay, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they have more dudes. Like I could, if they're at the end of the year, if Auburn's eight and four. Look, here's here's how I see it. I think you bring up a really good point on the front on their on their offensive and defensive line. They've got a pr- the pretty good bodies. They, they got went bodies, after dude. they went after the office uh, the offensive line in the portal, man. Especially they, they went in get, the interior. Yeah, Avery Jones that they added, Dylan Wade, Gunner Britton. If at least two of those guys end up being starting offensive linemen, that's a huge boost. Those are guys that are coming from other opportunities that have talent that can step in and start for this this Auburn team. Agreed. Auburn last year's roster was terrible. Like that's where the expectation and the progression comes this. into play. Was the roster terrible or was the coaching terrible? It was poorly coached. They had no energy. They had no desire to compete on a week-to-week basis. The way that they played against Penn State is a perfect example of that, that Brian Harson was not getting them ready. And then most importantly, he wasn't recruiting. He wasn't attacking the portal. He wasn't bringing guys in. If anything, more guys were leaving. This team is better on paper. Their roster is better than the one that we saw last year. I agree. I'm not saying, though, that's where the expectation, I think, is different than what Auburn fans are hoping for. There is that hope that it is like Malzahn or Chiswick where they can be competing for a national championship and they can go out there, they can catch Alabama on a down year. That is not going to happen. If this team goes 7-5, and five, that is a good building block for year two to then have a really good recruiting cycle, another really good portal haul, and then really compete. But 7-5? and five, is the best that I see this team. Because I can tell you right now on their schedule, they are not beating Georgia. They're not beating Ole Miss. 
They're not beating Alabama, and they're probably going to lose two stupid games in there that they're not supposed to lose. Seven so and five is a realistic number to give them. So let's look at their schedule. Okay. They start off the season with UMass. Win. I think that they go to Cal and win. Don't don't play with yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, come on. Don't play with me. I think they beat Samford. Here's another truth, okay? I think that they they could. I'm not saying they will. I think if they start off 3 and 0 and they're they got to go on the road in their first SEC matchup, I think that there's a possibility that they beat A&M. Like what A&M team are we going to get? Are we going to get the typical Jimbo team? Or are we going to get a team that's actually, you know, worth their damn and salt and it's like, "Okay, well, Jimbo, although he's got his quirks, we did he did figure it out offensively because we know defensively last year that they had dudes. I still think at the current moment that that is a toss up. Here's the thing for me with Auburn. They go to Georgia. I mean, they got Georgia. They go to LSU. They have Ole Miss. Okay. That is a brutal three weeks, right? Like that is a brutal three weeks. And, not only, and the Ole Miss game is a little bit of a revenge game. So let me just throw this out there. Let me throw this out there to you. I think within the first six weeks, I think they could go four and two. I think that Hugh Freeze is going to have enough tricks in his bag. And, and look, we'll talk about Ole Miss at some point. Up front, Ole Miss about to get that ass waxed. Okay, they're they're they are not as good as Auburn up front. Book it, book it that Daddy told you. I, that. I don't wait, wait, wait. Are you saying their offensive line going up against Ole Miss's defensive line? I don't, Book. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that Ole Miss is. I, we have their defensive line is a lot better than than, than people give it credit for. And we talked about Dude. it on this show. Ole Miss is Ole Miss is, has has an underrated Dude, okay. defensive line. Okay, well, how about averaging giving up two hundred yards per rush per per? SEC it was game? it was a younger group. They have two very talented edge rushers. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they they get their asses waxed. Let me just say this: they're going to play up, and all the bag of tricks are going to be out against Ole Miss. How about that? Fair, fair point. Okay, if they did start off four and two, and even if they Joe were three and three. They could beat Mississippi State. They could beat Vanderbilt. I still think they could beat Arkansas. Then they got New Mexico State. It's not as brutal as you think. It starts off more brutal than, yes. than the back end of that schedule. Joe, if they start off three and three, they could, I'm telling you, they could easily get to eight wins. I could see them as an eight-win team. I could also see them as a six-win team, too. But I think they get to that eight win mark. I really think that they can do that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my logic you, against me. I, I am I love you. I love doing this. I'm gonna use your logic on old shows against you. Okay. One of the things that is discussed often on this program that you and I fight about is the fact that the SEC is the hardest conference in all of sports, which I completely agree. agree with. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. That's okay. my whole point. Seven and five for your first year after having a terrible roster, having uh, not a very good recruiting class, couple of recruiting classes under Brian Harson to go seven and five in your first year in the SEC. That's a really damn good year. Auburn fans don't want to hear that, but that's a really damn good year but, in my opinion. Joe, what are you arguing about? I just said I just had one more win. I know, 
I know. We already know that they're going to have four. Hold on. I'm not so we much arguing know. with you. I'm not so much arguing with you, but I'm okay. just using old logic to prove my point that, like, I don't see them going over seven and five. I think it'd be okay. really, really hard of a stretch for them to go over seven and five. Name their lo- name their name their losses. Georgia, LSU, Alabama. That's three. Theoretically, well, they could also that they're losing to Ole Miss and A and M. Yeah, I think that that's theoretically quite possible for them beat, to lose those games. Those teams. I'm telling you, they're going to beat two of those teams. Well, let me ask you this though before we oh, do. Hold it. on. How, how, yeah, now yeah. I'm going to use your own words against you. All right, all right, all right. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. You said Jimbo's a a, a hack. So I have said gonna, that. How are you going to come out here and say that they're going to lose? To, you said A&M was going 4-8. Uh, yeah, okay, but that doesn't mean that they can't beat Auburn. That doesn't mean that they can't pull one no, out against if Auburn. They, if they go 4-8, that means they're winless in the SEC. I, I didn't say that they go 0-12, but I'm saying – no, wait, wait, wait. That doesn't – Yeah, it does end up – you have eight conference games. Who's their non-conference? I'm trying to rem- – I don't remember off the top A of my head. A bunch of Rudy Poos, I think. I, look, I'm Hopefully not saying – Hopefully it's not Appalachian State. I don't think I had – nice one. I don't think I had them at 4-8. and eight. I might have had them at 4-8. and eight. They can beat Auburn. That's what I was trying to get at is that I'm giving them two extra losses in there for games that they're supposed to win that they end up losing, that they're underprepared for. Maybe, but they got they, – but see, here's the thing, though. There's – look, we don't put enough of a premium on coaching on this show. We don't. Like, we legitimately do not put enough premium on coaching, okay? Coaching is a big deal. Whether Hugh Freeze is on a flip phone calling hookers or whether he's coaching football, the bottom line is that dude can coach. Let me tell you something else, Joe. He beat Arkansas last year with Liberty. Now you want to come in here and tell me with better athletes and better recruits that he can't take down Arkansas. Hold on. He can't take down Arkansas again. He can't take down A&M again. That he couldn't take down Mississippi State Van. He They can get to eight wins. If he can beat, if they can beat Arkansas with Liberty, you best damn believe with Auburn they can clap some cheeks. I, I don't think that's a bad point, but – I still really truly believe that seven and five is an accomplishment year one. It might like be that an is, accomplishment, but I think he's going to overachieve if that's the goal. If the goal is seven and five, I think he overachieves. I feel I feel like though that Auburn fans, as you said earlier, the goal and the assumption is that they're going to go nine and three, that they can accomplish and get to nine and three. But again, if they go I I think that they can run the table and they are good enough and well-coached enough to beat any middle-tier to low-end team in the SEC in 2023, without a doubt. They are capable of doing that. But I just have questions in a lack of confidence that they can accomplish that against the top teams on their schedule. They're guaranteed losses in my eyes. And then some of those middling teams. Texas A&M is a question mark. They're either 4-8 and eight or they're 8-4. and four. There's no in-between for them. Yeah, we'll see, man. But I do me, there's go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, let me ask you this before we do end up moving on to the Big Twelve. How much do you think Peyton Thorne factors into all this? Do you think he's good enough to actually get them there? And I know we we did a little bit of a dive on him when he transferred, but with everything around him, right. is he good enough? All right, you can't so number one, 
take this with a little bit of a grain of salt, okay? Okay. Because I'm going to put myself out there a little bit in just a thought process. I don't know if this is going to be right. Now, I want to preface this by saying I think Peyton Thorne's going to start, okay? I'm not saying Peyton Thorne's going to start. Buddy, if they can find a way to work on Robbie Ashford's accuracy, because, look, he is a damn good baseball player. He's a damn good thrower of the football. What they want to do is built by Robbie Ashford. I saw Robbie Ashford last year do some things against some athletes, LSU, Alabama, et cetera, and he kind of put those dudes on a on a in a blender, okay? Like, that dude was hitting the B button if he was playing Xbox, okay? He was hitting that spin move, what? Like his name was Chris Berman. I, do I think Peyton Thorne starts and gets them to like an eight and four because he's a veteran? Yes. Do I think that they're going to have some packages for Robbie Ashford? Also, yes. You love athletic quarterbacks. I I'm love. Sta- I'm I'm starting to realize that more and more now that you just name are name a- one right now. Name one right now in the NFL that's worth a damn. That's not. That's just a pocket dude. That were I'm not very few. About, do. I'm not talking about. Like but, old school dudes. I'm not talking about the Brady's, but Brady's retired. But I'm talking about like you got to be able to move. Yes, but the problem that we we face in college football compared to the crop that starts or competes for starting jobs in the NFL is be that able to move now in college. Yeah, you do, but there's just such a wide gap between the guys that are successful and the guys that are just really athletic. And hey, so, can I, can I, you I, get the hot take? You know why Alabama didn't get to a natty last year? Why? I don't think Bryce ran enough. I don't think – I think Bryce sat in the pocket a little too long and scrambled to try to look downfield more than like what you saw from Stetson, more than what you saw from J.J. McCarthy, more than what you – and, and look, here's the question that I always had. Why was everybody ripping alive C.J. Stroud when Bryce Young was doing the same damn thing? Because he was far less indecisive than – C.J. Stroud was. You know why people, are, uh, can I make another hot take? So okay. was Bryce Young, but the reason nobody said anything about Bryce was because he was on the move when he was doing it. Yeah, hey, and hey, I, look, he had a, wait, wait, he had a lot hey, more decisiveness now. and quick decision-making than C.J. Stroud. Not, I watched, I'm not saying that he didn't, but okay. you know, I'm not saying he didn't, but you know what? Pop, pop on that Tennessee film. And you're going to sit out here and tell me that Tennessee had a world-beating defense? You're going to sit out here and tell me? And then, look, it might pain me to say it. You mean to tell me that LSU did? So do you think, though, that Peyton Thorne can't move well enough? Do I don't think, think that his, well his, his lack of mobility might hold him back a little bit? Well, here's the thing. I don't Look, the dude can, can move a little. He's fine. He's fine. fine. But, man, I, don't, I think my man going to get killed. I think so. Like that's part of it. As good as their offensive line can be in 2023, it could be one of the better offensive lines in the SEC. I just think he's painfully average, and I was excited about the transfer. I think he gets them somebody who's a little bit more steady and consistent. But I would argue steady and consistent gets you to seven and five, eight and four. It doesn't get you further than that. It will never get you higher than that because you need a, a, a game changer like Jane Daniels, like Stetson Bennett. Okay. I'm going to rebuttal. Okay. okay, well, you just answered the question. If you have good enough play calling, you can you can minimize his deficiencies. Yes, but you also need the help from 
receivers. No, if they run the ball for 170 to 185, if they run the ball for 170 to 185 yards a game, they're an eight win team. Did you know that a team that's done, but do you know that a team in the SEC? Well, well, first off, they got some interior. Look, okay. All right. Okay. Y'all think every year this always happens. Someone tries to tell me, I say, hey, here's a sneaky offensive line. Everybody says, Blake, you're an idiot. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then the season rolls around in mid October, they're smacking that ass. I'm, I'm like, I can't say the last part, but they're smacking that ass. It's I, a fair point. Listen to you, listen to your boy. They okay. gonna run the football in an effective clip, and you better be ready for it. I mean, Jarquez Hunter's an underrated running back, and they also had uh, Brian he, Beatty. He's not even on the team, right? He's not on the team right now. Yeah, that's the the question. Brian Beatty they had in the in the portal, and I think that he is a, yeah, a good option if he ends up yeah. taking over. Jarquez just needs to stop making sex videos. I still don't really hey, understand hey, that what happened what's with worse, that. What's worse, Jarquez Hunter or Zion Williamson? Well, okay, but Zion's stuff's weird because he's like he's getting called out by girls and stuff like that. And, and well, his, just and one girl, really. I also mess around with porn stars is weird. I don't know why I would never do that. Jimmy I don't went to a Super Bowl the year that he was married or he was dating that girl. He took her, her, name? her. He took her on one date. I don't think he was seeing her. But he still went to the Super Bowl. He did go to the Super Bowl. He's got some juice. But what did happen with Jarquez? I still don't really understand the whole Jarquez. Remember the, the fake Twitter profile and said, if you want the sex tape of Jarquez Hunter. So somebody text, was black. Someone was blackmailing somebody him. Somebody was blackmailing him. So wh- why does that? Wh- I just don't understand like that. Like, why does that? Why is he in trouble for that? Well, here's the thing. The athletic administration had the tape. So there must have been something pretty bad on there for them to release him you know we'll see what happens with him he's a yeah, great running see. back let's see all right you want to you want to move into the big 12 right quick uh yeah let's do it all right so listen actually you know what let's talk about our good friends over at bet online one more time don't go anywhere let's reset real quick okay we're gonna come back and talk to big 12 i am about to rip i am about to rip circle no i'm not gonna i'm gonna wait for ays but I'm going to okay. talk on Sark. Sark's doing some nasty stuff and why I think it's going to it's not going to help him on the field. We'll talk about that next. All right. Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. Last year, it, for our boys, Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12, they will be going over to the SEC, but we're breaking down the Big 12 uh, here tonight as just a whole conference. Joe, there is a lot of buzz surrounding this Texas Tech team. A lot of buzz surrounding this Texas Tech team. But, man, here's the truth. 
don't nobody on planet Earth know who's coming out to Big 12. Everybody keeps saying Texas, keeps saying Oklahoma, and every year everybody falls flat on their face when they pick one of those two. I have no idea who's going to win the Big 12 at all. I can tell you who's going to win it. It's Why is it going to be Kansas State? It's How did you – okay. You know you what? love Kansas State way too much. And, and, Here's and my thing. Preference, Here's, for preference, you did tell the people you did not tell me that you were going to pick Kansas State either. I, I didn't. I didn't tell you. You completely read my mind. Look, look. Here, here's my thought. I, Texas has all the potential to run the table, win the conference, have no obstacles on the path to to accomplishing that. They absolutely do. But do we trust Quinn Ewers? Do we trust Sarkeesian no. to get there? That's that is a very difficult yeah. task for them right. to. To not F up as bad as they have over the past couple of years. I can't trust them. Oklahoma, I think, could do some legitimate damage because they pulled a lot of talented players in the, in the portal, especially Desai McCullough, who is very explosive edge rusher from Indiana. But I look at Kansas State not having lost too many players. Deuce Vaughn is a significant loss that, they, that they're going to have to deal with. It was one of the best running backs of, of in all of college football. God, he was such an awesome player, dude. So fun to watch. So fun to watch. But they have one of the had one of the most creative offensive schemes and they're bringing in Treshawn Ward from Florida State, who is very underrated running back, deserves way more recognition for what he's capable of doing in an offense that is going to set him up for a lot of long explosive runs. I also think that the biggest aspect of this is that Adrian Martinez was the starting quarterback at the beginning of the year. And the whole year I screamed about Adrian Martinez stinks. He shouldn't be the starting quarterback. They should go to the next guy on the roster. That next guy was Will Howard. Eventually Adrian Martinez gets hurt. Will Howard takes over. They go in and win the big 12 championship. And he is the most consistent guy that they've had since his second year as a full-time starter this upcoming year. I have high expectations for Will Howard, former four-star recruit, Good football player. There is a lot of, around him. Their offensive line, I think, is the best in the Big 12. Cooper Beebe is an absolute dog. They are going to put up a fight with Texas, and I think that they face off with Texas in the Big 12 championship game, and they beat them because they're a better coach team. I don't think – I don't think – so let me start off here. Look, and I want – if you clip this, I want you to put the preface in all this too, Okay. Okay. I every time I come on here and every time we talk about the Big 12, every single time everybody comes after me Joe and says, "Oh, Blake hates Texas." I don't hate Texas. I think they have a good fan base. No, I really don't. Like truthfully, I don't. Even though I have this, we're back. Okay. No, you're not. But regardless, okay, at what point are we going to have to sit here as college football fans and say, you know what, Texas, although they might recruit good, when are they going to just actually stand up and do something? I don't think they're playing for – I don't think they're playing Texas in the Big 12. I actually trust Oklahoma a little bit more than I do Texas, like you mentioned. I think that they got some good pieces uh, out of the transfer portal. I think Jane Davis is a corner that could come in and – I mean, Jane Davis left. What am I – what the yeah. frick am I talking about? I think that uh, Brennan Thompson's a guy that can come in and play the receiver somewhat quickly. They got Walter Rouse, the tackle 
from Stanford. Stanford. Very good player. Very good player. I don't think Texas. I don't. I don't think Texas has the quarterback. I think that you have more of a veteran presence in the locker room, and I think you actually got a better coach team. I don't trust him. I do not believe in Sark. Joe, he's had seven years to get to 10 wins. He hasn't done it anywhere. He is the most overhyped coach that I think that I've seen in, a, in quite some time. When is he going to get to 10 wins? And here's another thing. Everybody keeps saying, oh, wait for year three. Wait for year three. We weren't in a good place. Dog, neither was USC, UC, uh, USC, UCLA when uh, uh, your boy Chip took over. Neither was LSU. I, I mean, at what point do they have to stand up and say to themselves, maybe we're not good? How many times are we going to watch them pull big recruits, pull all the big name guys in the portal and underperform? Every, and this roster is better than last year. I will admit this. This roster is better than last year. But is it is, is it what really? Tom, is what Tom Herman brought in? Did they have this? a home run hitter named Bijan? No, he's gone. But they do have a Donnie Mitchell that they went and and got from. So Georgia no Bijan. They don't have Bijan, but they still have athletes at other positions, and their offensive line was young Where last year and it was pretty good. Cold butt ass nude in a cold storm out in Alaska during the winter. Look, Bro, I'm not disagreeing with you. Twelve and drops I, again. What win? I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't disagree with you at all. When are we going to be honest with ourselves as members of the, the media in general is not honest with themselves and Texas fans Hell are not no. honest with themselves. If Sark hasn't been able to turn this thing around yet, I don't understand how, how 2023 is going to be any different. Well, like I, I look for him, Joe. I'm looking for him because uh, I accidentally clicked out. I'm looking for him in the transfer portal. They're at 52, okay? Now, they did they did get uh, Adani Mitchell, okay? The receiver that from a, That was a big pull. It was a big pull, okay? They really didn't do anything else. They lost Ovi and Gofu to LSU. They lost Carrick to Tennessee. They lost uh, Jalen Catalan, or they added well, they Jalen Catalan from, from Arkansas. Arkansas. But then you got another corner and another DB, and Jameer Johnson that's going to Indiana. Like, they lost some guys, but at the, at the bottom line, they're, they're just re replenishing. They're not getting better. Like, they're replenishing. They're not getting any better. They didn't go out in the portal outside of uh, uh, Donnie Mitchell and do anything worth a damn. And in today's day and age, Joe, with whether you like it, love it, or hate it, you got to do things in the portal. Yeah. you got to do things in the portal to win. Bro, it would be Sark's first year winning 10 wins, and then you got Fisher and them, who are our colleagues, saying, is Brian Kelly on the hot seat if he doesn't get to 10 wins? What are you talking about? See, that's the big problem is, is that you have a fan base that quite honestly is so naive in who they uh, are. Delusional. Delusional. Y'all give ND fans crap, man. The Texas fan base is delusional. No, at least you've been in the playoff. Uh, it's, there's too many casuals too I mean, from that Texas lose fan to Marshall, base. But all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's not let's not look Texas. We need to be honest with ourselves. It is going to be a, a Herculean task for them to to overcome and get to the playoff and to win the Big Twelve. It is going to take a lot. Let me ask you this before we do end: 
Do you think that any of the new teams, BYU, Houston, UCF, or Cincinnati, do you think if, if there is one of those four new teams that it finishes in the top four, let's say top four of the Big 12, which of those teams do you think it could be? Because it's tricky because off like the cuff, off the cuff, not really digging into it like I want to. I like to say BYU because I think that BYU has had more of a track record of playing bigger teams at times. However, man, I don't know. UCF? See, my thing with UCF is I'm not really – like they don't – when they play hard teams, they get their asses kicked. They really get their asses kicked. They do well, have Cincinnati, a good head coach. Cincinnati doesn't have their the head coach that led them to it. No. You know, I, to I was going to say – I was going to say Houston. I mean, I, I think I that the, Dana Holgerson's been recruiting really well in that region, and he had got some pretty good guys in the portal. Mike who? They I, – I don't have Mike the, the list. All right, let me pull up. I hate no, when I got it right here. I'm looking for them. They got a couple kids in the portal that they added. They got 20 commits. Let's see, let's see who they got. Well, they lost all their top talent. Uh, elsewhere, they got Ish Harris from A and M. Yeah, um, one of their offensive linemen, Patrick Paul, is also a really good, really good football player. Got really good grades from Blesto, which is the NFL scouting. Donovan Smith from Texas Tech, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, not doing no. it for you. No, not doing it for me. <laughs> not this. Not doing it. I think we're not spending enough time on Texas Tech, if I'm being honest with you. I want to get behind Texas Tech, and I, I've said this before. I really like Dre McRae, and I think that Dre McRae, who they got from Austin P, is going to explode this year. I think that they've got one of the best offensive coordinators in the country that isn't talked about enough. But, like, who the hell is their quarterback, man? Like, like am, am I going to buy stock in that quarterback room? Like, that's where I have pause that – I don't know if 2023 is the year that they put it together. Is Pistol Pete their their guy? I don't I don't know their mascot that well. I don't know their mascot either. Yeah. You know what we should do? Yeah. One episode we should uh see how many mascots names we can uh That's like a that's like a February episode. Like Big Al, the Gator, who just got beat by Mike the Tiger. In the College World Series. There's, there's Big Red, too, from Western Kentucky. What do they call uh, your boy out in Mich uh, out in Nebraska? The Big the big Corn? Oh, I got no damn idea what the, what the hell that – it's that the, the strange child with the overalls. I don't know what that's called. Yeah, and the shucker of corn. Yeah, whatever the hell the, the corn husker. Corn huskers. God, they're going to be bad, too. All right. Well, I don't know if we'll do a show tomorrow. Maybe we'll go Thursday or something, but we're getting back okay. into it. We'll probably go tomorrow. We'll probably go tomorrow. Just no AYS, but all right, we'll talk about it. But we'll, let, we'll, be, back. we'll be back tomorrow. Want to we'll go tomorrow? Uh, we'll talk off. We'll talk offline. All right. We'll, See y'all we'll later, guys. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. 
There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.